This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to In The Black. This week, we are doing another two-part series. I like the two-part series because there are some topics really just can't be wrapped up in one episode. I like to kind of take my time, expand on them. I think what's good is those of you out there that are really good implementers, uh, you know, can take the information from part one, do the work in the week, and then you come to part two, and you've kind of laid a foundation going into part two, which is always fantastic. Um, so, as you guys know, we are sponsored, our major sponsor now is MPE for the business show. Uh, these are our business coaches and consultants, and fantastic news for the Aussies, especially on the East Coast. But look, if you're a West Coaster, uh, you should not be included from this, sorry, excluded from this conversation. You will be included. Uh, there is an event. There is a live event. Now, obviously, making the, the, I think for a lot of people, making the plunge into coaching might be a little bit too much of a stretch. Um, and I think... Yeah, or, you know, it might not be the right time for you. Yeah. If you're really early on, um, or you're still working with somebody else. Yeah. But you don't want to miss out on the opportunity to network with everybody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, where um, MPE is um, coming to Australia... And they, uh, well, they kind of work in Australia already, but Sean, the founder, is coming to Australia. He's doing a one-day workshop or is it a two-day workshop? Uh, it's going to be a couple of days. couple-day workshop, uh, March 11th, Yes, I think. All the details are at the link. I'm going to put a link in the description of this episode. You guys can click on it. Uh, we actually have a My Muscle Project deal. Uh, they're getting 50% off the ticket price, I think. Yeah, it's a crazy deal. And it's it's not an expensive workshop at all. Yeah, so like, it's only 99 yeah. Australian or it's US. Only, it's only 99 uh, Aussie. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be at Ridges World Square. It's in the city, right? Yep, in yeah, in the city. Yeah. So, we'd love to have you guys there. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's so cheap. You don't get business events this good. I know the theme is going to be planning, strategic planning. So, if you listen to the last two episodes and you really like the planning conversation, we're going to be doing that more hands-on and in more detail. So, um, if you're a sole business owner, I think you should make the decision right now to sign up. And uh, if you're not, speak to your business partner and uh, join us at the event. Guys, this is one of those events where... There are pivotal points in your business. In business, it's like sport, right? I say that every day I wake up and I'm on a sporting team, right? It's Raf and I, we're on the team uh, with captains and we've got a whole team behind us. And in sport, you know, you, you think about the moments that win a match, they're very, they're pivotal moments when he catches the pass or when he like hits that shot um, and, it, and it goes in the goal, it makes, you know, it makes that amazing save or whatever it is, pivotal moments. And I feel like business is the same thing. Things happen on a dime, like they... It's slow in some respects, but in many respects, they happen very quickly. You know, you, a mindset shift, an idea pops into your head, and you implement it straight away, and it kind of shifts the course of your ship, of your business straight away. And that, that is what this event could be for you. And there's only one way to find out, and it's cheap, and you can do it. And I know there's some uh, affordable accommodation around as well. In your um, apartment. No. <laughs> <laughs> my apartment's not open for accommodation, um, but yeah, there is there's some of uh, there's a deal I believe at the link as well. Mm. You can book accommodation. MPE have a deal with a local hotel. It's gonna go cheaper. Or if you want, guys, to be honest, Sydney's got some trams now, so you can yeah, you can stay anywhere. Yeah, you can stay all along the Wake tram line. Surf. Yeah, it's Airbnb. It's cheap. Yeah, it's all along the beaches and stuff. So heaps of places to stay. And who doesn't want like a little holiday, right? It's yeah, mid, it's midweek, so you need some staff to run it, but. And, yeah. and we always have fun, you know, obviously like and I'll be there, uh, maybe some of our staff members will be there um, and we always have a bit of fun, we always go out, um, you know, for dinner and stuff at the end of the MP event, so that'll be really sick uh, and you can sign up, the link is in the description of this yeah. podcast. Yeah, no, it would be awesome to have a dinner with you guys and hang out. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, fun. Yeah, I look forward to that. I'll take you to the best drinking spot and uh, you guys can show me how to drink because mm. I definitely can't. Um, okay, so this week we are going to talk about 
uh, content planning. Now, obviously, the game in many respects has changed in terms of uh, how people are consuming media, but the underlying foundations and principles of content marketing is still exactly the same as they were when we began. We just know more about it these days. We just have a different way of reaching people. And so, in this part one series, we're going to talk about um, content purpose and objective. And then in the two-part series, we're going to get down more into the nitty-gritty of the actual uh, content you're going to be talking about, the channels that they're used in, um, doing analysis of your current content, and also just kind of the tips and tricks of different softwares and stuff that we use to to make uh, content work um, extremely effectively and efficiently. So, content. Uh, Raf, how when when you hear that word, uh, how does what do you think of straight away? Mm. It's an interesting point. I think for most people now, when you think of content, uh, you think of probably where you consume uh, the most content. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most people right now, I mean, you think of photos, videos, someone standing there with the camera staring in their face, then blabbing away about something. Instagram. Yeah. Um, probably originally, a while ago, if you asked me about it, I would have thought about podcasts. I would have thought about audio. Um, I mean, that's, that's really where I spend most of my time consuming and really finding about, finding about what, where I want to spend my money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, with what you just said, there's so many options, right? And sometimes it can feel a little bit confusing about, oh, what should I post on Instagram and what should I do on LinkedIn and this TikTok thing and podcasts and it's it's very overwhelming. Uh, and so, you know, anytime you experience overwhelm in any aspect of the business, you can want to just crawl up into a ball and hide and you get nothing done. And And doing something is better than doing nothing. So, what we're hoping to provide, Hugh, is, is kind of like I call it like a content like a, a North Star that you can point to it every single time. So, every time that you do this particular piece of content, you can point to the North Star and you go, yeah, we're heading towards that direction. Um, and so, having this overlying content purpose is, is just really critical because if you don't have it, then the messaging and um, Bob Iger, who's the, who's the CEO of Walt Disney, he basically calls uh, the brand the relationship between your product and the consumer. And so, you want to always be developing that relationship and making it a good relationship between your service, your product, and the person consuming it. So, where to start on the purpose? Now, um, I think it might be helpful for people to um, just kind of distinguish between the purpose slash sort of mission of your gym and the purpose slash mission of your content. They are two separate things. They might seem very close together, um, but they are actually a little bit different. So, um, I might butcher the exact word for word, but for Creature Fitness, for our gyms, the content purpose, so this is the very first thing that we write down, is to educate and inspire change, um, health and fitness change in uh, busy professionals in Sydney. So, how? So any piece of content that I put out, whether it's a podcast, a photo, an Instagram post, an email... Um, a TikTok meme, whatever it is, it has to be able to say that this educates slash inspires change, health and fitness change in a busy professional and um, business owner, small business owner. So, right there, there's a few obviously different aspects of it. So, educate and inspire is probably you know, a critical piece there. So, if you entertain... So, if you like put out a meme, for example, you might, unless it's an educational meme, because some, uh, they're funny, but at the same time, it's kind of making a joke and Mm. it's educating you. If it like just purely entertains, it wouldn't be fitting that purpose. Not a good fit, right? So, you run it through that filter. So, does it educate and inspire? Yes. Um, uh, Health and fitness change. So, is it creating 
uh, is it creating an environment where someone consuming this content feels that, okay, I want to make a change with some aspect of my health and fitness, whether it's like, oh shit, I forgot, I do need to drink more water. Or it's like, ah, you know what, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do deadlifts five days a week or whatever. Or it's like, oh, it actually seems like a really smart idea to have uh, a green smoothie in the morning, not at night, whatever it might be. That's the next part. Is it creating some kind of change? Because you can educate people sometimes, but it doesn't always necessarily lead to change. And so the change component part is just something always to think about in terms of having something actionable. Because I think sometimes you can say something's really bad, uh, but you don't necessarily say what you should do instead. So you might just be like, hey, you know, uh, canola oil is really bad to cook with. Mm. And people are like, okay, but now what do I do? So you haven't created any change because all you've done is just rip on canola oil. So people don't, they're going to keep using it because they don't know what to do next. And so it's, canola is really bad. Here are some better substitutes instead. Coconut oil, um, olive oil, all that sort of stuff, right? So that is, that's going to create, that's more likely to create a change as a piece of content. And then uh, obviously it relates to health and fitness. That's, everyone's usually getting that right. No one's posting like unrelated, maybe sports stuff on their gym Instagram. They might. Um, or fashion pics on their Instagram. Well, I think like your point, I mean, what you do tend to see what happens, I think, is people might say, yeah, like I really want to inspire people, you know, bring out content that inspires them to do health and fitness. But then when you look at the content, sometimes it's, you know, it's photos and videos that make people not want to exercise. You know, it's like somebody dying. Like right, right. Absolutely dying. Screaming. Just a look yeah. on their face, like it looks like their toenails are being pulled off <laughs> one by one because they gave away state secrets. <laughs> and... I mean, I guess it has something, but it's not really educating or inspiring. And, and I'm not saying that's what they had in mind, but often that maybe is what they had in mind. Yeah. Like, I want you to see this and feel like exercising. But if it's like always like something that looks horrific, mm. um, that might not be doing that. Right. So, that that's the last point, right? Is the person that it fits into um, health and fitness change in busy professionals and small business owners. So, in that particular scenario, that might inspire change in someone who is a workout, hardcore workout junkie, someone that does want to bleed from the lungs every time they work out, that goes super hard on the air bike, they want to do that crazy Jim Jones salvation workouts. You know, that might appeal to those people. And so, you keep pushing those people in your messaging, in your content because those are the people you want to attract. But if, you know, 46-year-old Jim, who's the CEO of, you know, a small packaging company um, down the road, he doesn't, that doesn't appeal to him. But what might appeal to him is someone doing like a deadlift, you know, at a lightweight with a coach watching over them. Mm. They go, oh, okay, that looks like a controlled, safe environment. That looks like what I need. I don't want anything hardcore. So, it's just really about knowing your avatar before. And I've gone over the avatar person before, so you can flick back in some old episodes. We'll cover it obviously again in the future. Uh, but just knowing that person, knowing the psychographics of that that client and what they kind of want is really going to guide that part. So you've so you've built your purpose, and now the way that I just mentioned that purpose, to you guys, you know, go use that. That's a really that's a quite standard sort of template purpose. You don't have you might write your own original one, and it might be exactly the same as mine. It might not be too different. Because ultimately, I think that's what a lot of us are trying to do. We are trying to educate and inspire. And if we all just use that same template, so be it. That would be good. You yeah, know? And I mean, a lot, a lot of people have gyms. Yeah. And it's okay for two gyms to be really, really similar because they're in different parts of the world. If, you're, if we're all just helping more people, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, go ahead and steal that purpose. It's not trademarked or anything. It's just how we came up with it. You might make a small tweak here and there. But I think it's a really good starting point for a lot of people. Um, and then... After the purpose, then the second most important thing that you want to get out of any piece of content is really thinking about the objective. Now, 
I would say that for gyms, the number one objective is inquiry, right? You're, most of us, I'd say 99% of us are making the majority of our money through, majority of our revenue through membership sales, yep. right? And how do you get membership sales is you get inquiries, right? And, and I think probably most people listening to this are also not selling over the website. It's not like yes. a Shopify website that you you want people to go in and spend money right no. there. You want people to inquire to find out more information. Which is most likely a phone number mm. or an email. Um, so that that would be the first thing is an, an inquiry as an objective. You can have as, um, as, as many objectives as you'd like. I would suggest three to four. And just because if you have too many objectives, then um, I think your focus is a mm. bit split. Um, but also, you're probably going to find that you're going to need heaps of content channels um, that we'll go over in part two. Um, so, um, objective, first one, I'd say number one priority for most gyms is inquire. Second is, uh, second one that we have is subscribe. So, um, if we create uh, a subscriber, so a subscriber isn't necessarily an inquiry. That's someone who's saying, here's a bit of my information, here's an email address, okay, not a phone number, here's an email address. Now, Give me something worthwhile. Like I'm interested, but I'm not ready to inquire yet. And it'd be a follower on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe. Um, yeah. Subscribe to an email. A little bit different to a follow just because you don't have algorithms to, yeah. to deal with. Um, Could but, be a subscriber on the Creature Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, at that point, you know, you pretty much, if someone hands you their email, they, people treat the e- email environment very differently than they treat their social media, right? When they go on their social media and they're scrolling through Instagram, there's a high chance that you most likely won't see the content that's put out. Now, to give you an example, uh, zero to 10,000 followers, the average engagement is 3% uh, or maybe 4%. The From 10 to 50, I believe it's 3%. From 50 to 100, it's like 2.5%. From 100 to like 500, I think, or 250, it's like 2%. And then from like 250 to a million, it's like 1%. That's the average engagement. And and the average is kind of like the industry baseline standard. So like if you're hitting that, you're happy. If you're over that, you're doing good. If you're under that, we need to work to get back up to that percentage. So that means for every 100 people that follow you, it's likely that only somewhere between four to five people will see your next post. Now, obviously, when subscribers are new, it's more likely a higher percentage of them are going to see it. So, it might be like more like 40 to 50% of those people will see your next three or four posts. But when you scale it, across, scale it out over your whole subscriber base is what you don't realize is of that whole subscriber base, you're only getting 4 to 5% engagement. And that's that's good case scenario. If you're really working on it, if you're doing good content regularly, most of us are not. And as a result, we're on the lower end. We're getting 1% to 2% engagement. And engagement is measured by likes and comments. So... That is why you know Instagram is a tough platform because yes, you've got this huge subscriber base, but only a very fractional percentage of them are seeing the content. So you have to really be careful with you know the things that do have algorithms like LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all these things, they can really turn against you. You can put a lot of time and effort into them and a lot of people can't reach them. But that shouldn't deter you from using them because they're important in other ways that we'll talk about in part two. Uh, but that's just something to consider when it comes to subscribe and follow. The, I think the, the main thing you can get is an email. It's kind of the point I was making. So, if your content gets email addresses, that's much better than, than follows alike. Still good. Still good. But, I would aim for emails. They're the most important. Um, okay. And so, those are the kind of the two objectives I aim for because I know that they, they 
more than likely turn into sales better than anything else. And so if you only put your t- focus on those two objectives, inquire and subscribe, um, you would be doing really well. But if you wanted to add more in there, another objective could be like influence. Mm. It could be educate. Um, it could be, yeah, follow. Um, it could be, I guess you could put like review, like people that um, like write a review about you, put on, on Facebook or Google write a review it's some really tangible action that occurs where it's like this happened you know it could even be i guess it could be buy as well you know you might want to put content out um even to your current subscriber base which makes more sales Mm, you might want to put content out about maybe the supplement line that you have and that equals more sales as well uh we're not at that point yet but Absolutely, that's a great objective. And we do that stuff to internally. So maybe yeah. like a nutrition thing coming up, mm-hmm. um, we'll put our it's content... more internal we'll put, marketing. Yeah, internally, and we'll put our content for people to buy that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's obviously another great objective as well as just like revenue, sales. Mm-hmm. Um, just really tangible stuff that you can point to to be like, hey, this piece of content got us this. So you have a, obviously an overall objective and, and a mission in mind, but then do you drill down in every single piece of content that you release... Are you thinking about what's the outcome I'm trying to get out of that piece of content? Yeah, absolutely. Everything should, you should be able to draw a line back from that piece of content and how people are engaging with it all the way through like its themes, its territories, its channel to its pillar, its objective, tick if it achieved the objective and obviously it's ticking the purpose as well because yeah, you can achieve, achieve objectives but not be aligned with your purpose, right? And I think... The problem with that over time is that you destroy the brand. People, when people say, "Oh, what's Creature Fitness?" If it's if the content isn't very clear, then it's hard for them to describe to other people what it is. And that any any ambiguity there about what your brand is, this makes it really tough, right? It makes it really really tough for people to sell it, for people to refer. And so, the clearer you are, the more consistent you are on that purpose, the easier and easier it is to have people refer and to bring in more business. I think. Um, the best way you can kind of do that is a lot of that is through storytelling as well. So anytime you can loop storytelling into your content um, that aligns with the purpose, the better. And like a really easy way to do storytelling is testimonials, for example. Um, so if you can loop in someone's story, you educate, inspire health and fitness change in other small business owners or busy professionals with a story that is a testimonial and it results in inquiries then you've nailed something powerful there because storytelling is the most powerful way of communicating a message. And again, to quote Bob Iger, CEO of Walt Disney, he said, you can never tell a great story too many times. You can never oversaturate the market with a great story. I think that's really true. If there are really great stories about your business or things that have happened in your business, telling them to like just endless, and like to no end, right? You basically get something that people can repeat really easily. Oh, who were the MyMuscle Project guys? Oh, they were both like these skinny, insecure guys that started as gym rats and fell in love with CrossFit, opened CrossFit gyms, turned against CrossFit, opened a podcast. Like you, The story is what you, you often tell people, right? Some people might say, yeah, it's a health and fitness podcast, but if you tell the story enough times, people start telling the story for you and that's where you get some really powerful content. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the overview this week. I just wanted to leave just the purpose and the objective with you guys because there's enough meat in that but it's also not crazy enough that you can't sit down after this podcast, switch it off and nut it out and yeah. and just be able to like really come up with it and have it, have it ready for next week and I think it's probably just a good way to, um, what I'll leave you with, a good way to scan through. So, write the, write the purpose down, 
and write your objectives and now scan through all the content you put out. So emails, Instagram, Facebook, um, any, any, any other like posters or physical stuff on the wall or flies that you put out and just see does it line up with the purpose and does it line up with the objective? And if it doesn't, get rid of it. Mm. Cool. So do that little audit. Start um, with that. And also, the end result of all this is, is just, it's way more probably proactive than a lot of teams maybe are, which mm. are probably just pretty reactive. Like, oh, I haven't posted for a while. Yeah. I'll do something. Yeah. Whereas it just forces you to be a little bit more proactive with the plan. Exactly. This stuff's timeless stuff. So set this up for yourself um, after this podcast. And yeah, next week we'll be going over little, drilling down a little more into the details of what. Uh, what pieces of content work, what don't work, what themes you should stick to, what channels are best, um, and then kind of the software, the implementation, the planning so that you can release good content in a sustainable way so that you don't feel like it's becoming uh, this this hassle that isn't really giving you a good return. So that's important. That's what we're going to speak about next week. Of course, remember guys, we did talk about the in-person MPE event in March, um, that's March 11th in Sydney. It's worth absolutely worth it. It's only $99, which means you can spend money buying us beers. You can spend money uh, on accommodation and flights and whatever you need to. So we would love to see you guys in Sydney. The link is in the description. Thank you for tuning in and we'll speak to you in part two. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask questions, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.